Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it Whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. I think we came up with a poll question, correct, McLovin? We did. Which one? Aaron Rod- I have another one more before Shaughnessy. Okay. If you could buy a ticket or have a ticket to one game, the opener, Cowboys at Bucks, okay. or the week four, Bucks at, at uh, Patriots. Now, you're a neutral fan. You're not a Patriots fan. Mm. Which game is the must-go-to game? If I'm a neutral fan? Neutral fan, yeah. You're not a Patriots fan. You're not a Tom Brady fan. I would go to the Cowboys-Buccaneers. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I would. Season opener, Cowboys, always interesting. And I mean, the one with Brady and New England is is personal, certainly for New England fans. But if you're not a Patriots fan or a Buccaneers fan, then I would think the Cowboys might be a little more interesting for you. Yes, Bowling. I wonder if you offered a Boston sports fan tickets to the Patriots hosting Tom Brady this upcoming season. Yeah. Or a couple tickets and a plane trip to the Super Bowl. I think that'd be a decision because you well, don't know who's in the Super Bowl. And you know the oh, Patriots oh, aren't. So we're not even, the, the, we don't even know what's happening in the Super Bowl. We're assuming the Patriots aren't in because they're not that great. Oh, I would rather take the game against Brady. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's bring in Dan Shaughnessy, Boston Globe sports columnist. How big a deal is this with uh, this regular season matchup, Brady coming to town? Well, Dan, it's a bigger deal than you're making since you're going to the Cowboys opener if you're neutral. Yeah, but I'm a, I'm, it, let's say I'm not a Patriot fan or a Brady fan. That's the season opener, pomp and circumstance. You got, you know, you got the concerts, you got all kinds of things. Yeah, I hear that. And and again, I don't consider myself particularly provincial, but this thing, there's so much pathos here, so much, you know, history build up. As you say, it's personal, uh, it's epic. I mean, you know, you got, there's going to be arguments for both of these to be the greatest ever at what they did. And they were together 20 years. They went to nine Super Bowls. They won six of them. I mean, yeah, it, the, the notion of him coming in there after winning the Super Bowl, after leaving with hard feelings, 
in Foxborough with Bob Kraft there schmoozing on the sideline and, and all the anger, you know, all the anger we have here in New England with the Patriot fans. It'll be a rare night, though, Dan. They'll be cheering no matter what because they, they love the Patriots and they love Tom Brady. So there's going to be a lot of cheering every time either one scores. But we wondered yesterday if before the game, Brady gets it out of the way and acknowledges Bill or vice versa. Because you know Robert Kraft is going to be on the sidelines and he's going to be hugging Tom. Oh, yeah. but Kissing him. Okay, but but what happens with Brady and Belichick either before or after the game? There might be a ceremonial thing, not not much more than that. And, I mean, Tom's kind of rubbed his face, and he's been talking about it a year, how much fun this is. He gets to be the, the general manager. He gets Alex Guerrero back. They'll have Guerrero on a throne on the sideline. You know, all the hard feelings, all the things that went on here. You know, Bill's saying, you know, he didn't exactly have heart surgery when he came back and played with a cut hand and, and just the little the little <laughs> subtle shots. And then and Bill's going to be, as soon as that game's over, Bill's going to be, we're on to Houston. You know, he will not talk about the emotion of coaching against Tom. If you said to Belichick, you can schedule this game or not have this game, like it would be his decision. Do you think the fact that you're hosting Brady, do you think that he would want this? I think he'd rather not because of all the the circus and the noise, the five months of buildup, the ticket prices, and the questions. He hates that. He hates all the ancillary stuff. If you want to talk to him, ask him about the Army-Navy game. He'll talk to you about that all day. He doesn't want to talk about the emotion of coaching against Tom Brady. Do you think he cared if Brady won the Super Bowl? Yes. Yes. I think legacies are important to all these guys. And I think that uh, it, it, in a way, it, it made people that aren't paying close attention say, well, it was Brady all along. There you go. Now we know. <laughs> and nobody wants to hear that when you have his track record. And he knows it's a stupid theory. It's a stupid takeaway. But casual people that, that love Tom, it's like, well, Evidently, it was all the it was all the quarterback the whole time, which of course is ridiculous. When the Patriots were in the Super Bowl against the Eagles, and I did an interview with Tom a couple of days prior, and I said, "When this is all done, do you think you and Bill will ever sit down and like open up the scrapbook?" And he looked at me like that's the craziest question you could. <laughs> he goes, "No," <laughs> and I went, "Like there wasn't anything further." It was like, "No." No, I that's I believe that to be true. I, I think he's telling you the truth there. I think it was a great professional relationship with a lot of mutual respect. I think they grew apart as more and more people were poking him about who's getting the credit, who's getting the blame. And uh, and there were subtle shots all the time. I referenced that thing about Brady had his hand cut open the week of the playoff game and then got stitched up the day before. And there was all this noise about, oh, Tom, what a warrior. How could he have done that? And Bill says, it's not like he had open heart surgery. There were always little shots like that. And then Tom's been doing it like the whole time since he left about how, oh, it's fun here. Come on down. It's fun. They, they let you do what you want. You don't have to go through all this misery, all this misery of, of winning that they did for 20 years. Anyway, yeah, it's very real, I believe. Oh, my God. Uh, it's not like he had open heart surgery. <laughs> if I would have given you Garoppolo or Mac Jones last month. Ooh, that's a tough one. I, I'm kind of in on Garoppolo and, and there's no learning curve there. He knows the system. You wouldn't have to be looking at Cam Newton because Cam Newton's going to be the quarterback at the start of the season. And yeah. that's going to cause another, a lot of more noise here, which Bill hates. Like when are you going to go to the kid if things don't get off quickly? If you gave it to Garoppolo, you wouldn't have that. He knows the system. You could put him in there. Bill hates rookie quarterbacks. There's going to be a learning curve for Joe, no matter what. 
but you don't know what the future of the kid's going to be. And I, there's a good chance that the next 10 years of, of, of the kid is better than the next 10 years of Garoppolo. Yeah, I was just curious. And then you, you draft a Brady clone. Yep. You know, a, a quarterback who's embraced the comparison to Tom Brady. So I, I don't know if he, like, is he afraid of the big spotlight here? Doesn't seem like it. I don't think I don't think the quarterback is at all. Yeah. But Bill is afraid of putting a rookie quarterback into the into the fire right out of the gate because he has taken advantage of rookie quarterbacks for twenty years. But he do you, loves to play against them. So you, if you were a betting man, of does Mac Jones play at all this year? Yes, I think he plays, but I think it's going to be. It's. I mean, it depends on how bad Cam is, of course. The, the big issue is going to be if Cam's bad out of the gate. They get off one and three, two and two, whatever. And there's all this pressure to let the kid play. Bill hates to cave into that. But I think by the end of the year, I think that the idea is to transition to Jones for, for next year. So, yeah, you probably want to look at him at the end. But it depends on what's at stake, where they are in playoff positioning, all that sort of thing. Uh, before I let you go, the state of the Celtics here. Oh, boy. It's funny you say that. I've got a call in with Danny Ainge. I'm talking to you instead of talking to Danny Ainge right now because it's bad here, Dan. And um, they're a 500 team, which is unbelievable after 70 games. They have two left. They're going to be the seventh seed, and they're going to have to do the play-in round. This team was in the finals of the conference three of the last four years. They have two all-stars in Brown and Tatum. And there's excuses with COVID and injuries. But overall, it's been a very underachieving team that has been unlikable. They get way behind in games. Then they ratchet up their defense. Their shots start falling. They play hard. Very annoying team. Very unceltic like not characteristic of what folks around here embrace. And uh, they're, they're behind the eight ball because they've been fat and happy for a lot of years. But Brad Stevens, this is eight years in, yeah. and we're not seeing it. It's going the wrong way. Are you going to the Basketball Hall of Fame induction ceremony? That's, I wish I was. The answer is no. That, that's a great event. Do you have a favorite story of uh, any of those players with uh, Kobe or Duncan Garnett? <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, the favorite story, of course, is is – is Duncan Rick Pitino came here assuming he was getting Duncan. What was he thinking? I mean, Rick Pitino left a really good situation, came in here, took Red's name off the masthead and, you know, had it all teed up for Tim Duncan. And he ends up with, with Mercer and Billups who he traded in a month. I mean, he got three and six instead of one. Uh, it was, it was franchise altering for the next 25 years. So that's my Tim Duncan story. If Duncan had gone to the Celtics, finish that statement. I think that, that Patino has a, a much longer career here. And and I think that, you know, Pierce would have come in. They would have been good. They would have been good in the early part of the century, you know, instead of really bad and and finding their way to 2008. With, of course, Garnett comes in and rescues them. But the years between 96 and 2008 would have been far more pleasant around here in basketball. Is, is Ainge given enough credit to pull off the trade to bring in Garnett that like Red Arbach would do that all the time, it felt like. But, you know, Danny was – so his former teammate, Kevin McHale, is there, and they're, they're basically saying, here, Danny, take a future Hall of Famer and go win a championship. Well, it has the, it has the appearance of a bag job. And when I was a young guy covering that team, <laughs> when Danny and Kevin and Larry were teammates, they yeah. would play cards. And Red would go by and say, Danny, isn't that against your religion? You can't play cards with those guys. And Danny would point to, to Larry and Kevin and say, Red, it's not gambling against these guys. And, and lo and behold, 20 years go by, and Kevin McHale gives him Kevin Garnett, gives him a championship. So, yeah, that, that one should have been investigated.
I'll, I'll let you get to your phone call with Danny Ainge. Good luck with that. Dan, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Thanks, Dan. That's Dan Shaughnessy, Boston Globe. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what too is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories. For 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. 
all in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Our good friend Peter Schrager from the uh, Emmy-nominated Good Morning Football is going to join us. Are we in competition with Good Morning Football for the Sports Emmy, Paulie? Technically. Well. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're in the mix. Okay. Outstanding daily studio show. Maybe a side bet with Good Morning Football. We do their show, and then they do our show. Wait, well, what do you get if you win? Like, do you get to do the other show? Or does that sound like you lose and you have to do the other show? How about one of the Danettes has to be on Good Morning Football if we win? And then if Good Morning Football wins, then one of their... Yeah, but they we already have their people on. <laughs> They're not having any of you guys on, I don't think. McLovin? I bet on as a football insider? Yeah. Oh, my God. And they're just handing that title out to anybody. No, I wasn't a football insider. I was more just a friend of the show, <laughs> like, two years ago. All right. Let me bring in uh, Peter Schrager. He is uh, one of the co-hosts of the Emmy-nominated Good Morning Football. That airs Monday through Friday at 7 Eastern on NFL Network. Is that the first nomination for the show? We were nominated once before and did not win. I've been to that thing in a tuxedo and uh, sat there while Will Bond and Kornheiser mailed it in, didn't even show up and got theirs. <laughs> it's an honor that you guys know quite well to be nominated to show up and watch uh, two individuals who don't go to the event get the award for the 6,000th time. So maybe one day we'll get PTI. And McLovin did come on the show and basically talked about Andy Dalton and our ratings went skyrocketed. <laughs> and it was awesome. Well, you can still have him on while he still has a job in Chicago because true. I don't know how long you think it is before Justin Fields takes over in Chicago. It's interesting because I think if Matt Nagy was about, you know, saving his career or trying to just last as long, the move is you start Dalton to like week 10 or 11 fields comes in and then suddenly has this resurgent second half of the season. Like, well, you can't fire Nagy now. They just got started. But I go back to 2012 or 2012. Yeah. When I was covering the NFL for Fox and I showed up in Seattle for training camp and Matt Flynn had just signed his training, uh, his free agent contract for huge money. And everyone was like, we love Flynn, um, but our third round pick is outplaying him every single day in practice and looks amazing. We can't not start this guy. And it was Russell Wilson. If Fields does that in training camp, I don't care what plan Nagy has with Mahomes and Alex Smith in his mind with Dalton. If Fields is the better quarterback, the players know, and you can't go into week one and say, yeah, but we have a plan. No, 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 no. Fields is the guy. We'll see him on NBC with Alan Chris on the call, taking on the Rams week one. Um, who should have drafted Justin, uh, Justin Fields? You know, it's funny because I think he ends up in the right place and he's going to have an opportunity to start and he'll be a hero because of the Big Ten connection and Chicago's always had this quarterback need. What was interesting to me was that teams passed on Justin Fields. Like, it, if he goes on to be great, will the Broncos regret taking a corner when they already have some great corners at nine overall? Will the Panthers regret taking a corner? How about the Eagles? The Eagles had the 10th overall pick and Justin Fields is sitting there. Do we know if Jalen Hurts is very good? I don't know if Jalen Hurts is better than Justin Fields. And they took a wide receiver with the first pick when they traded back. So I find that to be interesting, that 8, 9, 10. And the Eagles kind of get a pass. It's like, all right, well, they traded back and they got a third round pick and they got Devontae Smith. I think if, if Justin Fields is a great quarterback, it's almost like when, when the Bears took Trubisky over Mahomes, 
and Watson, everyone crushes the Bears for it. But you also know the 49ers took Solomon Thomas over Mahomes and Watson as well. So if you take a wide receiver and Justin Fields was on the board and the, he goes on to be what everyone hopes he can be, then I think that's a very interesting decision by Philly. What is Deshaun Watson's trade value? I don't think it's much right now, to be honest, Dan. I think everyone's waiting to see what happens here, and everyone's in wait-and-see mode. So, But even a Dol- civil lawsuit or lawsuits that are settled – What's his trade value? His trade value is they drafted a quarterback in the third round in Davis Mills, and they've got Terod Taylor. And if he's cleared of these things or he settles them and the NFL gives him a suspension for a few weeks and then he comes back and they welcome him back in open arts and he's willing to play for them, he's the Houston Texans quarterback. I don't think he has even... 80% of the trade value he had back in February when these stories started coming out. And I could tell you that there was a lot of teams that were thinking, okay, well, let's at least put Deshaun Watson on the board and say, what would it take to get him? And those calls weren't answered by the Texans. Nick Casario, the first year GM was like, he's not on the block. We're going to work this out. It's going to be fine. And then this stuff blew up. And I I don't know any team who wants to touch this right now. I don't, it's civil, non-civil, settled, not settled. It's not like he can't play quarterback anymore. I just don't think any other teams want that on their hands as this is all happening, as you said before the break. Why is it that we always hear the Dolphins involved in, you know, possible trade talks or getting a quarterback, you know, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, you know, they've had Tua for a year and not even a full year. Like, it just seems this this is what I kept seeing with San Francisco with Jimmy Garoppolo. He's our guy. Meanwhile, we're we're trying to get Tom Brady. Uh, You know, we're trying to trade Garoppolo. Uh, Hey, anybody else that we can get here? Um, It just feels kind of uncertain in Miami with Tua. Yeah, look, the Niners, to finish that point, I mean, they did at least inquire about Aaron Rodgers the day before the draft, so it's not as if they they don't have interest to go beyond Jimmy as a veteran or for the rookie, which they drafted. The Dolphins are interesting because he went 6-3 and last year. And he'd say, well, that's great for a rookie. But in the biggest moment in week 16, when they're playing in Las Vegas, he got benched, he got yanked. So when Flores comes out and says, I have the full confidence in him and he's our guy, you almost look at that with a side eye because in the biggest of moments, he didn't. You went to Ryan Fitzpatrick. They did not draft a quarterback. They had the third overall pick. Sorry, this microphone. All right, they had the third quarterback and they traded back to 12 then up to six and took a wide receiver to me that's the utmost confidence in their quarterback they showed that with their actions and yet if i was to wake up in august and you told me oh wait deshaun watson was traded to the to the to the to the miami dolphins i wouldn't be shocked at all i don't know if you saw this report by uh, mike florio uh he said that uh, he hears aaron Rodgers believes he was promised a trade before the packers changed their mind um, the Packers said that unequivocally false. Not only that, but the Packers weren't even aware that Rodgers believed that he would be traded. It's tough to separate fact from fiction here of wondering, because I haven't heard Aaron Rodgers say anything, but the coverage is bigger than the story itself, it feels like right now. Yeah, and it's... And that... For Aaron Rodgers... Or play- Wait, hold on. You got to get your mic. Uh... See, our show was nominated for a sports Emmy. That doesn't happen with my microphone. But who takes a hit for this? He's on our show. That should hurt. That that fo- they should they should revote. That's Good Morning Football equipment. On, that that's what that is. is this subterfuge. Yeah. No. 
See, is he? You know what Schrager's doing? He's sabotaging. He's our sabotaging show. us. He's tanking the segment. Wow. How's this? There. Yeah. there. Are you back now? Are you happy wow. with what you did? Do you know how excited I am to come into your studio, the one down there in Tribeca or the one in Connecticut? And I'll sit on your lap. I'll hug you then. Like, I am so ready to be off this Zoom. I'm of done all, with Zoom. Of all the people on your, your show. I'm the last one. I don't know if I want you sitting on my lap. I know. Get the Traeger grill ready. I'll just yes. give you some food, whatever yeah. you want. Um, back to Rogers. It's become a cottage industry now. Of like, I played with Rogers at some point in my career. Let me let me get in here and weigh in and tell you that he's going to be happy. Um, the truth is, we've all been hearing all off season. Anyone who is in my role that he's unhappy. So the Packers can't say that they were blindsided by that. But then you get to the different degrees of it. Did they know he wanted to be traded? Did they make a promise to be traded? I don't know. I don't know that. I do think this, that Rodgers has not refuted any reports out there, including the Jerry Krause one, including the Jake Comoro one, and including the one that he wants Goody to be fired. He has not come out and said anything. So the man who is most silent in this has been Rodgers, and the silence is deafening to me. It tells me that he's not refuting any of this. He's going to let it play out. He's going to let everyone talk and say what they want to say. But all those negative charges and all those things that were accusations, all, he hasn't refuted one and said, no, wait a second, that one's not true. And knowing Rodgers... He watches everything. He hears everything. I, I think he's aware of what the conversation is right now. And he's not out there batting his fist saying, no, wait a second. That was not right. That one wasn't right. Uh, to me, I know he's unhappy. And everyone just thinks because we're two weeks removed from the Schefter report that things like, you know, okay, the dust is settled. Cooler heads will prevail. I don't know if that's true. I think Rodgers is still really upset with the Packers. Who should trade for him? I think Denver should trade for him. I think Denver should give the farm for him. They've got a really good young roster and they've got a first year GM. And if his big first swing is to get Aaron Rodgers, that's amazing. And I think the other team is, I think the Raiders should listen. I think the Raiders should really consider it. Derek Carr has been a good quarterback in this league, but they are opening a new stadium in Vegas. They've got a whole new feel. And I feel like, gosh, Rodgers in Vegas, like the Raiders become the most relevant team in the league. And I don't know what it would take draft pick wise, but I'm of the belief. I look at like what Seattle did with Jamal Adams and what the Rams did with Jalen Ramsey and now what the Niners did. I, draft picks to me, are they come and go. If you can get Aaron Rodgers, I would give him whatever they're asking for. Yeah, but he's not closer to a Super Bowl in Denver. Like if I'm looking at this from Aaron Rodgers' perspective of you're not going to have control over the roster. I don't think you get to pick. If you're the one being so upset under contract for three years and you've got this team that's gone 13-3 and three and you're so unhappy, I don't think you also get to pick where you end up. No, I don't know. Because he can just say, look, he... I don't want to go there. I'm going to retire. Okay. <laughs> like, I would... I'd rather retire than wear another team's jersey. I mean, I look at it this way. You know, it's he doesn't have a no-trade clause. He doesn't have the same... Like, everyone's like, well, they wouldn't want to ruin relations with him on the way out. It's pretty ugly right now, and he's, he's still there. And I look at Detroit... Stafford talked to the Lions. They were like, we're rebuilding. Let's make this work. Let's make you happy. We don't want to have a Calvin Johnson situation. Packers aren't looking to rebuild right now. If they had to trade Aaron Rodgers, I don't think they'd be letting him dictate where he goes. Anybody apoplectic on the Tim Tebow situation there on Good Morning Football? No. In fact, we've taken the other side of it. I think we're all like, relax, everybody. He's going to try out and it's fine. But I know it's become a much bigger debate on other shows and people are outraged by it. I can't get upset about it. We know what it is. Urban knows Tebow. He's going to bring him in. He's going give to his, give his guy a shot. And if he makes it good for Tim Tebow, he earned it. I, I don't know what to say otherwise. I mean, it's I, I don't cry for the undrafted tight end and his opportunity being wasted by Tebow. Tebow deserves a shot if he wants to play. Do you know that the Cowboys used to draft 
players in other sports. Oh, the, yeah. The Cowboys, them. They, they drafted Carl Lewis. They drafted Pat Riley. I, I mean, imagine if that happened now, how these shows would be up in arms. Can you believe they wasted a pick on a basketball player or a track guy? Absolutely. And, and, and like Spurrier in 2002, when he came to Washington, didn't just bring one of his guys. He brought Jacquez Green. He brought Shane Matthews. He brought Danny Werfel. Like, this is nothing new. College coaches like having their familiar faces in there. This is the guy who's the extension of me. And even if Tebow shows up for training camp or a couple of weeks into training camp and sets the tone and here's what coach likes, like he made an impact. I know there's greater issues at play and, and people will say, well, that the opportunity cost of Tebow taking a roster spot there means someone else who's more worthy didn't get that opportunity. I'm sorry. That's the real world. And, and unfortunately, Urban Meyer has to make the decisions. He's a private business in this case, and he can put whoever he wants on his team. I hope you have a great weekend, Peter. Oh, my God. I got worked up there by Tebow. You did it. I know. I did. I, 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 I kind of toyed you toyed good luck with, with the sports emmy guys i'm yeah. for you thank you peter. one of us should win right thank you we should thank you peter thank you that's peter schrager thanks for listening to the dan patrick show podcast be sure to catch us live every weekday morning nine until noon eastern six to nine pacific on fox sports radio and you can find us on the iheart radio app at fsr or stream us live on the peacock app all right everybody game off let's pause here to talk more about monopoly go i know what you're saying flag on the play you've already talked about that but there's just so much more good stuff in this game in monopoly go you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards the more you win together the more awesome prizes you unlock and there's so much more to get you can get unique stickers you can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes there's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with i was always a uh, battleship guy you know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place.
Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. If I could eat bacon for every meal, I, I think I would. I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could. You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, turns out, nope, I was wrong. Because hmm. then I tried right brand bacon, and honestly, I was speechless. And you know it takes a lot to get me speechless, Polly. But it was mind-blowing how good it was. And now here I am, a man that's been eating bacon his whole life, like it's his job, and I've never tried bacon like this before. We're talking about number one, thick-cut, flip-your-whole-world-upside-down bacon, man. Everything from the thickness of it to how it's actually real wood smoked just makes it taste unbelievable. It's really indescribable. I can't do it justice. And you should really just try it for yourself. Yeah, don't be average. You're better than that. Do yourself a favor and get some right brand bacon in you. Get upset. Experience bacon the right way. Right brand bacon. We've been talking about the Patriots game against the Buccaneers. That is by far and away the most expensive ticket right now in the secondary market. October 3rd. Anywhere from 1400 to 1500 for the worst seats in the house. Next most expensive game, September 13th, the home opener for the Raiders, a Monday night game against Baltimore. The uh, opener initially priced out at roughly 800 per get-in ticket in the first wave. I believe Guy Fieri is a Raiders fan. Not sure if he'll be there for the opener of that new stadium in Vegas. And Guy Fieri, the celebrity chef, host of Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, and a million other shows joining us on the program. Guy, are you going to be there for the Raiders' home opener in Vegas? I'm going to tell you what. You're going to have to pry me away from that place. I, I opened a restaurant there. Well, we, we built a restaurant inside of the stadium. We were so excited to open. And, uh, you know, Guy Fieri's tailgate. And, unfortunately... Um, you know, we didn't have the, the exact season we wanted. So, uh, yeah, we're going to be there. You know, my kid went to UNLV. I went to UNLV. So we're, we're both proud to be, uh, you know, Vegas, Raiders, all of it. Is Vegas a good food town? I'll tell you, DP, back in the day when I went to college there, it was who made the best buffet. You know, it was like in, in buffets would go crazy. Sometimes there were big numbers. And you couldn't find a great restaurant uh, at all. And now I think I think Vegas is a food destination. I mean, I think people go for gaming still and they go for concerts. But really, one of the episode, one of the main focuses about Vegas is the food and beverage program. If I gave you a sneaky pick, statewide or citywide, for great food. If I gave you a pick? Yeah, I'm going to give you a pick. Like a smaller town, city, where you go, man, that per capita, that one is off the chain, as you might say. Wow. I really like how you throw that around. Uh, okay. It's a big city. It's a big little city, I always say. Chicago. Chicago is one of my all-time faves. Um, it just has so much culture. It has. It's so diverse. It's old. You know, it's an old city. Um, not as recognized, I think, as New York and L.A. And so, but I got to tell you something. Talk about amazing food. I was, however, just in Houston the other day. I went down there and I was hanging out with uh, with my buddy Bag Bagwell, Jeff Bagwell. And uh, he's what a character. You know him. And we were down there and we had I'm telling you that Houston scene is blowing up with food. I was there five years ago and had Jeff on, on Triple D. And I went back and I thought, well, you know, I'll go back to some of the old places, whatever. Uh, it, it, it changed, not changed, it grew exponentially. So uh, Houston's a great city. I mean, I, I, listen, 
every time I go back to a city. I'm coming up your way, by the way, this when, fall. Have, when? You keep saying this. No, no, no I knew you were going to say that. So I have a bunch of – our president of Food Network lives up in your area. My agent, Jason Hodes, and Jeff Google live up in that area. I said, okay, listen, I've been saying it long enough. September, October, I'm coming up there. Right before it gets really cold and too cold for a California dude, it's going to happen. We will talk about this. Okay. Um, toughest food to cook to get right? One of the foods that's beat up the worst is just flat out chicken breast. You know, it, it gets that. That's I mean, that's kind of the simple one. But I see people overcook it all the time. It becomes dry, becomes terrible. Steak. You know, more times than not, steak gets uh, gets abused. You know what it is? Um, things dry out faster than people anticipate. Nobody likes there's two ways of cooking. It might not two ways, but it's either hot and fast or low and slow put a fast sear on a steak and then finishing in the oven or reverse searing it or sous viding it where you really let the steak come up to temperature before you put a crust on it. But I see a lot of steaks get hammered, cooking it too much on one side, not on the other. But I think to answer the question, um, wild game. Wild game is probably the most difficult for people to cook. Two reasons. One, it's super lean. Two, not a lot of, not a, people don't have a lot of experience with it. We uh, have our Meat Fridays here, and uh, I want to come for Meat Friday. I want to be there for Meat Friday. Uh, you know, we have Tyler who cooks, so I don't know if we would have you cook, guy. I, I mean, I mean, I'm out. I'm not even in yet. Not yet. Not yet. Um, we have deviled eggs today. I know you don't like eggs. Oh, I can see it from the look. Yes, yeah, it, yes. I'm not a deviled eggs guy, but. Should we have rethought this? Well, I personally don't feel that deviled eggs falls into your meat Friday. I mean, I, I think that there's a lot of things that go into meat Friday. I mean, um, well, they, they sprinkled bacon on it and they had it on the grill. So the, technically, I mean, I'll give, I, I give points of creativity. There's no there's no question about that. But I think that there's just so many other fantastic options. When you call something Meat Friday, I mean, that's kind of like drum roll and music and fanfare. I mean, I'm Chateaubriand. I'm, I'm skirt steak. I'm Argentinian. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, uh, some big beef ribs. Well, we have pork on there. We have we have pork, but we yeah. also we also have broccoli with Parmesan on it. Well, I mean, you know, there's sometimes just differences between the East Coast and the West Coast. Maybe on the East Coast, that's what when you're rocking the meat Friday. No, no, it's not. It's not. No, no, that 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 our cameraman who's health conscious, he made the suggestion. We don't want it, but we'll do it. But, you know, maybe throw that into Thursday then, Dan. Thursday, that sounds like a really nice Wednesday or Thursday menu. But Friday we're going meat Friday. Call me for meat Friday next time. I'll send recipes. Matter of fact, I'll send you some. You know what you need is some big tomahawk chops. All right, I've got a bunch of moose meat. I'll send you some moose meat. Make moose meat meatballs. That, that'd be a good. Okay, choice. but I want you to come in and cook. Is that is that rude though? If I ask you to cook, it's it's not rude. I take that as not only an invitation, but I, I it's the gauntlet has been put down. Oh my god! I don't know. Can we call it if I make it there on a Wednesday? Can we call it Meat Friday? We can we can call it we whatever, call you it want. whatever you want. Yeah, we can call it whatever you want. Yeah. Hey, by the way, so a good buddy of mine, and I've mentioned him a few times. He watches your show all the time. But someone had mentioned in a couple of posts. 
that I have my Dan Patrick going in the background here with all the bobbleheads. I, my, my collection of goods. I said, I did, and I got, you know, the uh, Macho Man Savage in the back. I said, I take a good example. I know when they got, when the show is going the right way, you got to have the, got to have the, uh, the right, you know, the right display going, huh? Look, at, look at what I've done. I no, no, do. I'm very impressed. Cause last time we kind of mocked you when we were done with you, that it looked really lame. Like you, you cleaned up your shop there. I like that. <laughs> you mocked me. <laughs> yeah, we I did. Said, well, yeah. I, I can't, I'm almost a couple more things and I'm not going to be able to see you. You are almost behind. Yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah. You're going to be Wilson under, over the fence in a second. But when I have Bobby Flay on, man, his background is awesome. Just letting you know. I mean, he kills oh, it. Just, yeah. just bring it. I yeah. think this is awesome. <laughs> well, I imagine Bobby, you know what? I think if could you, you ask Bobby, could you Bobby take Bobby, Bobby Flay? He agree with deviled eggs either. Could you take Bobby Flay? Uh, to the game? Fighting. To see the, to see the Raiders beat the Patriots? No, like, let's say, let's say UFC. Like you and Bobby Flay in the octagon. Uh, I don't know. I know Bobby's pretty tough. Bobby's, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, Bobby is an, an amazing chef, an awesome restaurant, uh, a re- awesome restaurant owner, great on TV. I mean, he's been doing this thing a lot longer than me. I, it would be, I don't know who I'd put my money on. You can't, you can't bait me into these, Dan. I can't. <laughs> yeah, maybe if you uh, get liquored up a little bit, then maybe I can. That's probably what happens. We're <laughs> stars on our Meat Friday yeah. show. It'll be on a Tuesday um, when we're up there shooting Triple D. But you're going to come on Triple D with me. I think we have talked about this. Yeah, yeah I will. And we're going to go do, I told you, tell me some of your favorite joints. You know, when my agent pitches me and says, hey, by the way, there's this pizza place up here. I'm not saying you have to go to it, but it is my kid's favorite. And I'm like, really? Why? Well, I imagine I'll be coming up there shortly. But we need to. We haven't shot up in, in your area in quite a while. But, Paulie, I got that show with Giada that I'm doing. Can oh, I, for years. I don't know if I'm going to have time to spend with, with a guy. I would, uh, as your friend and uh, culinary <laughs> consultant, uh, I would absolutely take all the time you need to go on Giada's show <laughs> and just call me and tell me next year when okay. you're available for all right. me. But all right. I would, I would go hang out with Giada before me any day. By the way, you got cigars now that you're putting out. You got are these flavor town cigars. They're going to be. Oh, this is Flavortown Kitchen. This is our. Oh, uh, oh, this oh. is my virtual. This is the uh, ghost kit virtual restaurant. But you got a humidor over your left shoulder. Oh yeah. No, there's a there's one there's one over there too. Oh okay. Um, yeah. No. So I'm getting ready. Uh, my buddy Eric from Espinosa Cigars out of Miami. We're getting ready to come out with the Flavortown Guy Fieri cigars. So probably November December is when we should launch them. But uh, knowing that you're a cigar guy, I will make sure that you uh, that you have one of the first boxes that come out. But we're gonna do a nice we'll do a nice selection. I'm a big Maduro guy, torpedo, big ring gauge, but some nice lighter, you know, we'll have, we'll have a good little selection of it. Don't you have a sign back there that says that uh, renowned egg hater behind you? No, but I think that you know since everybody sends you something, no, I it's there now we'll fire up. No, that, that doesn't say we're not. No, just this flavor town. Oh, okay. I will get an egg hater. I'll get an egg hater just for you. Oh, okay. I'll put one right. no, right. it's, are you an egg lover? Uh, not a deviled eggs, but I'm okay with eggs. I'm okay. I love Running your face. Dough, I love you. over the toast kind uh, of guy? Yeah, yeah. Butterfly Ooh. toast. Yeah, I can do that. But I love Ooh. when you're doing diners, drive-ins, and dives, and somebody brings out an egg, and just the look on your face is awesome. Well, when I was on Jimmy's show, when I was on uh, Jimmy Fallon, he knows that I don't like eggs. And we were having this little joke about it before the show. And so, of course, as we're talking about this, the next thing I know, in the middle of the show, he brings out a carton of eggs. And 
puts it on the counter and he says, I hear you don't like eggs and you know, what would it take for you to share? So chugging a couple raw eggs, no problem, but cracking a raw egg over easy on top of some toast, my wife will do it and just knows that it drives me crazy. It's just not, you know, it's not my jam. Do I use eggs? I cook with eggs all the time. That's, it's a necessity as a chef, but there's just certain ways and certain times. All right. Uh, let me know when you come up this way, and then uh, I'll. Bring- I need your picks. I need you to send me some recommendations. I know your your whole team. Yeah, your your stable there of crazies. Um, come up with a list. Give me some ideas. I'd love to. I'd love to get some insight. Okay. All right. That sounds great. Uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, always great to talk to you. That, that's uh, that's Guy Fieri, celebrity chef, host of Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. The brilliant EQE SUV from Mercedes-Benz available with digital light technology. So smart, even the headlamps are thinking. The vehicle's all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more. MBUSA.com slash EQE SUV.